This is Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. Usually we think about water pollution. Today we're going to talk about air pollution that also affects water and human health. And I'm joined by Elena Chuni. Lena, welcome back. This is your second podcast this year, I think. Actually, it's the third podcast. It's the third podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The older I get, the less I remember. (laughs) At least that's what my wife tells me. So uh, we've talked about the Wheelabrator trash incinerator in Baltimore City before. That's correct. And things are moving pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Chesapeake Bay Foundation has committed a study of the human health impacts. That is correct. The City Council of Baltimore is involved, and of course, the state of Maryland. Correct. So let's start by just sort of reviewing the bidding. Okay. Uh, Wheelabrator is a trash incinerator. I actually remember when it was first built driving past it, reading about it in the paper and saying, well, look at that. This is going to be a great thing, turning all that trash to electricity. Now I'm not so sure. Yeah, things are not what they seem to be. And I guess it's it's sort of in line with, you know, there, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Sometimes something that looks great can have hidden uh, hidden problems, and that's certainly a case here. There are other trash incinerators in the state of Maryland and around the Bay that operate at higher levels. So let's jump right into what we're seeing. At this facility, the emissions, the air emissions include, and I'm using non-technical terms like soot. Correct. uh, And then sulfur and nitrous oxides. Correct. And all of those have impacts on human health. And all of them really, I would say, have impacts on water quality. That is correct. When you look at the um, facility in itself, it's the largest standing facility in the city of Baltimore. Um, Just a little bit of background, the incinerator was created in 1985, and it burns up to 2,250 tons of trash a day. Uh, That's a lot of trash. And those smokestacks that you think is just gases, those are harmful gases. Uh, One of the gases that we're looking at is nitrogen oxides. Um, Nitrogen oxides, it's a family of poisonous gases and it is created when it's burned at high levels. So this is both a human health impact and it is a impact for the Bay. And the, the facility in Baltimore is the fifth largest emitter of nitrous oxides in the state? That is correct. And the other two, as I recall, are two are power plants and two are industrial facilities. One a cement plant and the other a paper plant. That's correct. Now, the state of Maryland, and you've been involved in these negotiations, the state of Maryland is looking at regulations pertaining to trash incinerators. Correct. So because Maryland did not um, meet its attainment standards with the 2008 National Ambient Air Quality Standards, they are required to set a RAC standard. A Uh, what standard? RAC stands for Reasonably Available Control Technology. Okay. And right right now, Willibrator is up for review of their nitrogen oxide Reasonably Available Control Technology standard. So 
One of the things CBF has done recently is commission a study by Dr. George Thurston. He's at the NYU School of Medicine. Tell us what Dr. Thurston's report says. Well, his health report found that the facility contributes $55 million annually in health problems, and $21 million of those dollars are from Maryland. So $55 million worth of health costs Correct. can be associated with this facility. Correct. Almost half of which occur in Maryland. That is correct. And then when you look at the health costs, you're looking at deaths, you're looking at emergency visits, you're looking at respiratory issues that pertain to the medicine that you have to have. So you're looking at a number of things. And George Thurston, well, Dr. Thurston used an EPA-approved way to figure out what these health expenses are. So what he looked at is what's coming out of the stack took an environmental protection agency, an EPA, federal EPA algorithm, and then that correlates to the amount of health care costs a community might have to bear from those emissions. That is correct. And I imagine we're talking about asthmas, we're talking about lung cancers uh, in the extreme. Yes, we're talking about a number of respiratory issues. And I'm not sure if you're familiar, but the Washington Post just released a very informative article about the asthma rates in the city of Baltimore. And this information is very crucial to you know, looking at some of the health impacts coming from some of these NOx emission sources located in the city. And so that's of concern to the city council. Correct. And the city council has of Baltimore has recently passed legislation mandating that the facility in Baltimore reduce its emissions to a certain standard or not the contract wouldn't be renewed, I take it. Well, the city is still discussing that, but the city hopes that the incinerator will reduce the emissions down to 45 parts per million. Because the facility is so old, um, that may not be technically feasible. So having a facility with 45 parts per million NOx emissions, that's equivalent to building a new incinerator. So you and I were talking a little bit earlier. The current facility averages about 167, 170 parts per million. Can you give us a sense of just how much on an annual basis is coming out of the smokestack at Wheel Abrader? Well, currently from the facility, there uh, there's over a little bit over 1,100 tons per year coming out of the facility. 1,100 tons? Correct. On an annual basis? Correct. From this one facility? Correct. And a ton is 2,000 pounds. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And that's why this is the, uh, the fifth highest emitter of nitrogen oxide in the state. What MDE is proposing is more stringent regulations that will require the facility to operate at 150 parts per million on a 24-hour average with a 30-day rolling average of 145 parts per million. So better, but not anywhere near to what the similar facility in Montgomery County, Maryland meets, which is, I believe, a little bit below 90 parts per million. That is correct. And the city wants 45 parts per million to protect its citizens. Correct. So where do you think this is going to lead and what's the time frame? 
Well, right now we are still um, in the draft regulation process. Um, the Maryland Department of the Environment submitted recommend well, submitted the draft regulation to the Air Quality Committee, and now we are going through the rulemaking process where we wait for a final draft regulation to um, appear. And you have been attending these meetings, giving testimony, uh, advocating for clean air? Yes, CBF um, has been involved in the process, and we have also had members attend the meeting and state their um, state their issues with the regulation. Um, one of the members, she stays less than a mile away from the facility and she knows that clean air is a big deal and she thinks it's important that MDE look at things like the health report or the environmental impacts to the Bay. So these, these are citizens in Baltimore who feel that they could be directly impacted by the emissions from this facility. Yes. So there's a lot going on. Um, let's also just touch on the water quality impacts. I, I think most of our listeners are aware that nitrogen, phosphorus, and sediment are the systemic pollutants of the Chesapeake Bay. Correct. One third of all nitrogen entering the Chesapeake Bay from the entire region, and it extends beyond just the watershed, comes from airborne sources. That so, is correct. So the impact of the nitrogen oxide from this facility is not only of concern to human health, but it's also an impact on the waters of the Chesapeake Bay. That is correct, and that is what the litigation department has been focusing on, ways to reduce nitrogen deposition to the bay. And then in addition to looking at the environmental impacts, there are, of course, human health impacts, and we have members that live in areas where they are being impacted by these air pollutions. So it's not only an issue for the environment, but it's an issue for our members. And when you say litigation department, that's CBF's litigation team of which you're a member. That is correct. And you're involved in a couple of other legal issues related to federal uh, air quality regulations that affect the states as well. Yes, we are. CB the CBF's litigation department is looking at all regulations and rulemakings that revolve around reducing nitrogen deposition to the bay. And that's from out-of-state areas, out-of-watershed areas as well, which uh, power plants in the Midwest, which have impact on water quality in the Chesapeake Bay six-state six state region. That is correct. So the message to uh, our listeners is, when you think about water pollution, you got to consider air pollution as well, and it all ties together. And the impacts on the air, impacts on human health, impacts on water and the creatures in the bay are, are integrally intertwined. That is true. Yeah. So, Elena, uh, if our listeners are, are concerned and, and want to get involved, what can they do? If they're interested in getting involved or would just like more information, they can check out the website at cbf.org slash wheelabrator. And wheelabrator is wheel-a-brator, just Correct. like it sounds. Correct. Well, Elena, thank you very much. Uh, we'll probably have you back again. There's a lot going on when you think about the city, when you think about the state, when you think about the human health impacts um, that needs to be sorted out. And the fact that there are... There is the technology available to make this facility much less polluting, much less damaging to human health. That is our goal, to get the facility down to a level where we can say that this is feasible. And it's as good as it can be. Right. Not, not perfect, but as good as it can be. Exactly. 
For Elena Chuni, CBF attorney, and Will Baker, this is the uh, continuing podcast for CBF, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. Please tune in every two weeks. Thanks, Elena. Thank you. Thank you.